Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, AKA Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And I'm excited because today we have Ryan Ayler. Ryan is the founder of the LO Code, where they teach loan officers how to leverage video to build their brand. I know you've been an originator. You've done all kinds of cool things over the last few years. So uh, thank you for being here, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, well, uh, you know, give us a little intro, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself some background. Who are you? Uh, what got you into the mortgage industry? All that kind of fun stuff, man. Yeah. Quick little background is I used to be into fitness. So we owned some gyms and the landscape was changing where everything was going CrossFit, Orange Theory, you know, large group. We were small group and I wasn't willing to sacrifice the quality to change that model. So we said, Hey, it's time for a change. One of our long-term clients said, Hey, with your marketing and video skills, if you came and did mortgages with me, you put a zero on the end of your income. And I was like, nah. And then talked to my wife about it. And she said, maybe we should do it. It's time to transition. And he was right. <laughs> you know, if you can add marketing skills to any business, you can get it to flourish much faster than people that don't have that. And Absolutely. so, you know, we've worked our way up. Like once I brought my wife on about two or three years ago, we really doubled down on our brand, our marketing, like how we wanted everything to look and feel. And that's when our business just exploded. And that's when we became brokers as well. It was three years ago. Sure. And, you know, rose up to being top 1% producers. And the big thing for me that I'm proud of is we don't work a lot of hours. We may not be a hundred million producer, 200 million producer, but you know, I make my half a million bucks a year working about two to four hours a day because of the systems and the marketing we put in place. I'm really happy about that. You know, that was how we wanted to design our lives. And so that's what we teach. I have a lot of people reach out like, how are you doing this? And so just based off of the volume of people reaching out, we had to create a business, a system so that we could systematically help them and teach them how to do what we do. And yeah. the great thing is, is people that do want to be you know, number one top dogs, they can just take what we do and just add fuel to the fire and just level it up to the moon. And for other people like us that just want lifestyle design, I always tell people, what is your goals and why are those your goals? And then design your business and what you need to do to reach those goals. That's huge. That's yeah. Fun. You know, cause not everybody wants to work 18 hours a day, but if you're going to work 18 hours a day and you want to, you might as well capitalize on that time and make the most out of it. And so that's really what it is, efficiency. And that's what video does. It's efficient. Your message works for you 24-7, 365, and it's perfect every time because when you recorded it, it's exactly how you wanted it. And that's why I love video. And you build rapport. You make a connection with people. They feel like they know you. So as long as you're authentic, like everybody, when they meet me, because they see all my videos, we go to events and they're like, dude, it's you. You look just like in the video. You act just like in the video. I'm like, yeah, I don't put on a show, you know? Some days I might bump it up 20% just to give you guys a little energy to make it a little more sure. exciting, but it's not really a show. It's just be you and have fun. I love that you mentioned um, understanding your goals because I do think that so many times and myself included, like, you know, you kind of think that you need to do things the way that other people tell you, you need to do them or like how the industry norm is. And like, you know, like you mentioned, like, you know, a lot of people in this industry think they need to work, you know, 
hundred hour days, right? You know, you got to work, you got to hustle, you got to grind, you got to work so hard. And, you know, maybe that's what you want. Great. But like, maybe it's not, maybe you're burning yourself out. That's affecting your marriage, your family, things like that. And I do think taking a step back and trying to kind of identify what you want out of life it's a great way to kind of build a foundation on a business that you actually want to be a part of. Because like what I'll say is I burnt out and for like good 18 months, you know, over the last couple of years, I was here, but I wasn't here. Like I was still getting up every day, coming to the office, but I was burnt out. I was miserable. I was really doing everything that I could to like not be part of the business. And I basically found Mm -hmm. mostly because I was trying to scale, you know, out of ego's sake and not, you know, doing the things that I enjoyed doing within the business. And so uh, it was an interesting sort of conundrum that I came across. And so I know you kind of briefly touched on that. We'll get back to the video here in a second. But I do think that's a huge point to touch on because, I mean, again, and this is the type of industry where you can make as much money as you want. And it's also kind of some toxic work culture that I believe, you know, rubs on everybody and everybody feels like they have to be, you know, answering emails at 10 o'clock at night type of thing. Right. So, you know, tell me a little bit like how you did that to make it so that you didn't have to work all those hours or like, was that kind of something that came later on? So it started with mindset and the mindset was I owned a job when I owned the gym, I did everything right. I cleaned the place. I outfitted the place. I trained people. I did the sales. I did the marketing. I did everything. And my wife would help me. So she would train too. We did everything. And I was like, I do not want to own another job. I want to own a business. Even if I'm not the owner of the company, I want to systemize my business so that it can operate eventually without me almost completely or maybe completely. So I went into mortgage knowing that. So I've actually never done a loan start to finish. I have no ideas how to push the buttons behind the scenes. Like if you came to me and said, Ryan, you need to log into Arrive or Encompass or Point and take this loan from start to finish, like I'm dead. Like I can't do it. But I understand programs. I've done a lot of research on like what programs, how to sell the programs, how to market the programs, how to get people on the phone, how to get people interested. And then I take the initial phone call and then I would have my support staff help me taking it from application to close. In the beginning, they tried to force me to learn like calculated income and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, that's just a waste of my time. That's not what I'm good at. So it's finding, I know I'm good at sales. I know I'm good at marketing. So that's where I wanted to put 100% of my effort. And my wife saw me kind of working with these people and I started getting it dialed in. And she's like, why don't I just do it? I can do it better than them. I'm like, why not? Come on, let's do it. So she came on and she's a hustler. She's like, she takes everything and she's what I'm not. She's very detail oriented. She makes sure everything is color coded. Like this person's at this part of the pipeline and like, <laughs> right. like all the stuff that I need like support staff to help me with, that's what she would do. So people loved our service because of her. And then by just dividing and conquering, you know, help as many people as we can crank out deals, but not work very many hours. Because we're like, okay, how many deals we need to get to get to this lifestyle? Okay, so if we're doing about 10 to 15 a month, all right, yeah, that's about where we want to be. And we would just turn on the engine and do the marketing to get about that many people. And that's what it is, just designing that lifestyle. So finding people to do what you aren't good at, you can make more money doing that even if you make less money per deal, but you do way more deals. That is where I think a lot of people are failing. Like, I want to rise and grind. I want to be a one-man show. I want to do everything myself. I got to touch it from start to finish. That's not efficient. And a lot of times, you can probably find someone to do it better than you, even though you think that you're the best in the world at it. There's somebody better. Well, they don't even have to be better, to be honest, man. Like, they have to be, like, what, 70% as good as you regardless. 70, 80%. 
you know, to be efficient enough to still make you more money. And you're right. I mean, you know, if you're good at that, and I think that's one of the traps that salespeople or loan officers in general kind of fall into is like, you know, they'll get a couple deals in, they'll do the prospecting and the marketing. And then all of a sudden they're processing their loans, they're chasing conditions. They're doing all these things that is not making them any money. And right. as you mentioned, there's going to be people that can do the other stuff, right? Like the most important piece is a loan officer. And I had uh, Scott Groves on the podcast a couple uh, episodes ago, and he talked about the number one job as a loan officer is to lead generate. And he says that like four times, right? It, you know, it came out of the book uh, by Gary Keller that just talks about like, you know, the number one job for a real estate agent is to lead generate. And he says like, that's like the number three, four or five spot too, right? Like your first five jobs is to lead generate. So if you're not marketing, if you're not selling, you know, the majority of your day, especially when you're starting out, then you're wasting your time on things that are not making you money and just right. going to make it so much harder to grow. So you mentioned you had, you know, the video background when you did the gym. So how did that sort of translate into the mortgage industry, you know, and we can talk a little bit later on about some tactics, things like that about video, because I do like to leave mm -hmm. some of that as well. But I like to kind of hear the backstory as well. Yeah, I want to touch on something before I forget about it, too, because you can sure. probably relate to this is a lot of people come in and they say, I need leads. No, you need systems. Yeah, I guarantee you, if you dropped 500 leads on somebody right now, it would hurt them more than it would help them if they 100%. don't know what to do with them. And you probably have had this happen where they get 50, 20, even 10 leads, and then you follow, hey, how'd those leads go? Oh, I haven't had a chance to follow up with them. And that's a lot of things. People don't know what they need. You need systems and leads are part 100%. of that system. But if you don't have a full system and a brand and you don't build the base, it's like a house of cards. Like it's going to fall out from underneath you. So I, if I can get anything through to people is like, yes, video is my horse. It's what does the best for me. But it doesn't matter what you choose, whether it's door knocking, whether it's networking, whether it's talking to realtors, whether it's video, whether it's leads. If you don't build the brand and the base, it's all going to fall apart eventually. Sure. Yeah. And I agree, man. Systems is huge. I talk about this all the time, actually, is like, you know, people seem to think that if they just get a bunch of leads, they're going to miraculously make money. But the problem is like leads don't just turn into money. You actually have to have processes and systems to do that. Right. So whether it be leads right. from videos, whether it be leads from referral partners, all those things, those people still need to be worked. And if you don't have the systems and efficiencies in place, you know, most of the time you're going to just mostly be burning money, right? You're just going to be lighting right. your, your money on fire. And then you're going to want to try to blame everybody else for the truth being that it's, you know, a lack of systems problem or a lack of commitment problem, right? You know, people just don't want to make the calls. They don't want to do the, the actions that get them the results they want. They want the results. They just don't want to take the actions that get them the results. And I'm sure you can see that even with video, right? Like, oh, I want to do video. Okay, well, why haven't you started doing video? Well, you know, and there's like all these excuses as to why they haven't done it. And it's like, it's very simple. You grab your cell phone. Right. You turn it the on. The biggest problem that people have is they're not consistent. Ryan, I did like right. 30 videos. Great. Well, let's talk when we're at like 100, 200, 300 and see how your business has changed. And that'll probably go into what you asked me prior to I kind of went on tangent is, yeah. you know, how to get into video is because I fell into a gym, like I worked out of a guy's place, right? And it was 2010-ish. And literally, you could put up a website and where my location was, people were just ringing me on Google. And he's like, how are you getting all these people in? I was like, you know, I just searched online about how to set up a website on Google and we're dialing it in, making it look good. And people are just hitting me up. Then I got too big for my britches and like, I need my own place. I need my own brand and hired a coach. He comes in and says, where do you want your gym to be? I was like, I don't know. I never thought about it. He's like, well, let's go drive around. We drove around. We ended up in some other city. And I said, this looks cool here. It's pretty affordable rent. And he goes, okay, let's go talk to the landlord. Boom. I signed a lease right there. I didn't know anything about like 
how business worked at that point. It was eight miles away. It was four miles off the freeway. I lost 70 to 80% of my clients within three months because they're used to going to this place right off the freeway. You turn, you're there. So even if it was a little bit of a drive, a freeway driving is a lot different than street driving, hitting lights, right? Right. And so I had to start from scratch. Nobody was coming in and I'm like, I'm screwed. So that's when I bought my first course on a credit card for how to do filming. It was uh, Life on Fire. Remember that dude? That sounds so familiar. Yeah. And so he Why had a, uh, I don't know. And so Shane, Shane and Ryan taught ads back then. I don't know if you know Shane and Ryan. I'm not, I'm I mean, not sure. I'm old school. <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. And so I was like, I need to learn Facebook ads. And so I paid like one or $2,000 of money I didn't have. And I was like, I got to figure this out. So I started putting videos out, started putting Facebook ads out and people started seeing it. Right. And then they started reaching out and I was literally like bankrupt. Like I was screwed and I'd sit there and just cry. Cause I'm like, I can't provide my family. Like I was making all this money and now I'm broke and I've burned through all my savings and I made a huge mm -hmm. mistake. And so I was like, I got to take drastic action. So that's what I did is I just hired people that were better at me at what it was. And I just went with the video side of it. And so I was like, I think video is the way to connect. I like video. And that's where it all started for me was with that. And I just like learned just trial by fire. And then getting leads in the door, awareness is huge, but doing a great job for the people and getting word of mouth and referrals. A lot of people don't know, mm -hmm. they don't understand the whole lead game. Like if you're just playing turn and burn, it's a fool's errand. I know there's people that do, they spend 40, 50, 100,000 a month and they make decent right. money, but their margins are shrinking weekly, monthly, because it's just that much harder to stay profitable. Mm -hmm. Where is if you are actually cultivating relationships with those people 100, with video 100%. and leveraging those leads outside of just, oh, I got to close these people. In terms of like internet leads, they will cost you more but you're right. going to have a higher quality person. Like I've literally got on the phone with people. I have no idea who they are. And I hear my video in the background as they're calling me. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, right? that's awesome. And so like, yeah. you know, they're consuming it. And so that's why I went full in on video because I just saw the power of it and the branding ability. And like, you can just build those connections faster and it can just work for you all the time where you don't have to like be in a room, like actually shaking hands and stuff, which is a good thing to do. I still think you should, but you only have so many hours in the day. So right. that's why I chose yeah. video. I think that's cool because like, you know, I think the one thing that video does, the concept of like the parasocial relationship, I think it's parasocial, right? It's like when you can sort of develop relationships at scale, it's what the celebrities do. Like, you know, you see them all over. Gary Vee, right? All video. Yeah, Gary Vee. You feel like you know him because he's like everywhere all the time and he's doing video, but like, you know, you'd walk up to him, he'd have no idea who you are, right? And so it's just that sort of idea of like people get to know who you are. And it's funny because like, you know, over the years, I've done a ton of video ads and things like that. And one thing that I'll say is like, even when the costs were like stupid in the back of my head, I always do like, this is still valuable because it's still getting my brand and my face out there. And people are seeing me over and over and over again. And like, I don't know how many times I see people like, man, I can see your ads everywhere, man. Like get your freaking face out of here. And I'm just like, I just start laughing because it is, it's cool. It's a huge tool. And I've gotten people that are like, yeah, I've just been seeing your ads for three years. So I figured I'd call you finally, you know, and it's something that's big. And, you know, that's obviously in a space right. like where I'm in, like marketing, like there's a ton of fly by night people out there that just kind of like, you talk about churn and burn, they just come in, they, sell a couple people, they burn their reputation and they're on to the next industry, right? They're on to solar, they're on to real estate, yeah. they're on to whatever, you know? And so I do think that there's big, massive value and in mortgage, same thing, right? There's a lot of the guys right. 
that are churn and burn. But I do think there's huge value in the thing that we teach all the time is, you know, you get one lead. It's not one lead. It's okay. You're going to get referrals from that lead. You're going to build relationships with that lead. You're going to use that as leverage to go get more leads from real estate partners. You're going to get future transactions, but that's only if you have systems in place to nurture these people over time that you're calling them right. year after year, you're getting in contact with them. Like this is not one lead. This is five or 10 transactions, right? If you think exactly. about it the right way and you actually take that seriously. Yeah. I think that's a hundred percent is you have to look at the long game. And like I tell people all the time, like I don't want any leads. I hope nobody fills out the forms on my website because it's, I mean, people fill out forms. It is what it is. But what I love is when those people watch my stuff, they click on the ad, they go to my website, they watch more videos, and then they text me or they call me directly. And a lot of people don't realize it's not the number of leads you get from the ads. It's the amount of business that you're gaining because of market share, because they're seeing your stuff and they're coming back yep. and they're going to your, and even if it's just past clients that see your stuff, that exactly. you're the first person they think of, they're going to refer all their friends. And they're going to come back to you when they need a refire, when they're going to buy that house and you know they need to sell their house. And so now you can hand them off to a realtor that you trust. Like there's just so much opportunity. If you get into that rigid game of, I put this much money in, I need this much money out. It's not really the way that it works like on the grand scheme of things. It's the picture as a whole, well, like year over year, are you making more money because of what you're putting in than it's working? Based off what you're saying, it sounds like it's so many people think that they're going to get this return like in a month when the reality is they need to be looking at their marketing at a macro level versus a micro level. And I think, you yeah. know, if you look at five, it from 10 a macro years is what you should look at. Like a year is the minimum time frame, and it's hard to yeah. do it. I still struggle with it because I'm a numbers person. And like, yes, there are numbers that you do have to look at, but sure. it's not like the end all be all if what you're doing is working. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say six months minimum, right? Like, you know, if you're doing anything less than six months, you're just kind of wasting your time. I think 18 months is truly the minimum. Like, right. I can take video as an example. Like, I think anybody watched my stuff in the beginning. Everybody laughed at me. All the guys in the office were like, you're wasting your time. Get on the phones. I'm like, no, I know this will work. And then six months in, some deals were trickling in. I mean, I was right. mortgage, like I had fire from my gym and it fell out. So I literally was like, okay, I'm going to just sell all my equipment, pay off all my business debt. The landlord's like, I'll sue you if you break this lease. So you're going to give me all your equipment and then I'll let you free. But then I had all this debt from, you know, operation costs that I was going to get for selling the equipment. So I was negative when I went into mortgage and I went right into the deep end. I self-sourced, had no idea how mortgage even worked, even though I had one, <laughs> I, I knew nothing. Right. And so I think my mentor, Scott Smith, gave me one or two, maybe three deals total, like in my first three months, just to throw me a bone. But other than that, like I had to just figured out. I was borrowing money from my father-in-law. Like, Hey, could you give me 500 bucks just so I don't overdraft until my commission comes? And like, it was a crazy time. Like it was either sink or swim. And everybody's like, ah, oh, video, it's not going to work. But I knew it would. So six months in, some deals were rolling in. 12 months in, it was getting really consistent. 18 months in, and it was like, oh, this thing is fire. And right. so like, that's where people have to realize is six months is the minimum time that you'll even see a blip on your radar. You got to right. go six right. months making zero money off your efforts, getting zero money back from your investments. Like if you can't go into it with that, I'm not gonna say you won't be successful, but it's gonna be really hard to be successful because you'll quit before you even get to that like break even point where deals start to roll in. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's with any, really anything. And that's why I said six months. That's like your bare minimum. Like realistically, yeah, nine, 12 months is really like what you need to look at as far as 
anything because like, yeah, you might get some deals, you might get people, you might get interest. But like when you're talking about even organic stuff, right? Like I did a lot of organic marketing when I first got started in this and people like don't want to consistently post and things like that. It's like, it takes six to 12 months of consistent posting on these social media platforms before people start to like actually pay attention. You have to interact with people, you have to engage with people. And so like, it's the same thing with leads, same thing with marketing, same thing with like all these different things, even cold calling, right? Like, what are you going to cold call for, you know, 30 days and say it doesn't work? You know, like, I don't think that's right. how that works, right? Like you're going to have to have the repetitions in order to see success, man. And, and I love the story that you talked about. Cause like, man, I feel the same way when I was, uh, I came out of the mortgage industry. I was an AE for a reverse mortgage company. They shut down in 2017. And I was like, I'll just figure something out. So I got my license to be a loan officer. I started a contract processing business. I'm like you, man. I closed two freaking processing transactions. I'm like, hell no, I'm never doing that again. I'm not detail oriented whatsoever. So, you know, I got my license to be a loan officer and I was like, how do I get leads? So I started learning ads. You talked about the same thing. I started learning ads and, you know, I fell in love with marketing and kind of the rest of history, man. I just ended up going into that side of things. And it was was just interesting because I had the same thing. I was like $100,000 in debt at one point back in probably 2019. You know, I thought I had figured it out and I lost, you know, most of my clients in like a six week period, I had to rebuild. So like, it's a journey, man. And for people that are listening that are getting started, know that like, it, it's probably going to be hard. Like, you know, there's not always that story of like, Hey, you just go straight to success without having some of these downtimes. And I do think that best lessons I've learned have come in the hardest of times, you know? So 100%. that is something to, to think about. Right. And so like, 100%. tell me about like, how did that, like, you know, that hard time, you know, it started to work. It was like kind of critical mass at some point, like how did that sort of affect your business? And did it start like you were working more hours and then you know, were able to kind of take a step back once it started working or how did that kind of work? Exactly. You have to build the base. So it's like when you're in the beginning of it, you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? So I'm making my videos, teaching realtor classes, going and trying to meet realtors, going to networking events, you know, calling people on the phone. But I knew like what I was good at and what I wasn't and what I hated doing. So I was like, what if I put more effort into what I enjoy doing and I'm going to get more output from it? So like, I hated cold calling. So I was like, I'm just not going to do it. It just doesn't serve me like who I am. Some people like it. They enjoy it. Right. And so I was like, no. And so then I doubled down on the video. I doubled down on like realtor classes. And I think video and realtor classes are the fastest way to build business now and build a brand ongoing. Like if you need business tomorrow, then you need to come up with something that realtors want to learn about and teach as many of them as you can, as often as you can. Like in my opinion, there's no other way to get business like tomorrow other than getting in front of a ton of realtors, giving them more value than they're giving you in the beginning and hopefully continuing, you know, giving them a ton of value by closing their deals, but also being a support system for them. And that's why I love, you know, learning marketing is because you know what? Loan officers are almost the same, but I think realtors are the cream of the crop of loving shiny things. And so marketing leads, like getting business in is the shiny thing. So the more you can teach them on that, the better. And my buddy, Sean did it the best. He was 23, 23 years old when he came in to being a loan officer. He was a gamer YouTuber. And so he would just bring in tons of realtors and teach classes to them about YouTube. And they're like, well, you don't even have a YouTube channel on mortgage. It was gaming. He goes, yeah, but I know how YouTube works. We're going to learn together. So I'm going to do mine right. 
you're doing years. I'm not gonna do it for you, but you can bounce ideas off me. You can call me. He never really pitched doing mortgage. Other than, hey, I'm good at mortgage. We have we're broke or whatever. And he had his pitch, right? But it was mainly just like, hey, let's build this. And so he was consistent with it. Where I fell off of doing realtor classes and just quadrupled down on video. And that's one of the biggest regrets I have is not sticking to the realtor classes. So now he has 50 realtors that refer him business. And even during this time, he's doing five to 10 million a month in, wow. in volume. And I think his YouTube channel is up to almost 100,000 on his mortgage channel now. And I think he probably makes close to six figures just from AdSense, just from his YouTube channel. Just from the ads. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And he's not like a video guy. He's a YouTube guy, right? And so it's like, there's so many niches you can go. I went Facebook. Facebook, I feel, gets you money faster, but it does not build as strong as a long-term base that YouTube does. Mm -hmm. And that's another one of my big regrets that I didn't just put everything that I did on YouTube. I kind of was like, ah, YouTube, there's all these like ins and outs you got to learn. I should just posted everything and not care what the result was. Because I mean, I've done probably a thousand videos and I've probably posted less than 50 on YouTube because I was just didn't believe in it. So mindset's That's a big huge. thing here. Mindset's a big thing. Well, and I love that you talk about that because I do think there's like so many times people are like, oh yeah, you got to go to realtors. But then like, they're like, well, what's your value prop? Like, what is it that you're actually doing for these people? And most of the time, everybody says the same thing, right? Like, oh, well, I close loans on time. I have UWM as my bro. Like, dude, how many other loan officers are saying the same things, man? Like, you know, everybody can close fast. Like there's no volume right now. Everybody can close the deals fast. Everybody. Rates. Rates are probably pretty competitive right now because you know what? There's not a lot of deals out there. So people are trying to be competitive. Like there's a lot of things that like that you think are value that's not really value to the consumer, right. not the consumer, but to the the loan officer, the, the real estate agent. Yeah. And right. it's like, think about like what is actually value to them. So many times, like these things are like, oh, these are so valuable. It's like, yes, it's valuable in the context of like you're doing your job well. That's fine. That should be something that like is just a requisite of being a loan officer, it's a, it's doing your given. job well. Right. Right. That shouldn't and be like what you say is good. Right. And if you're not into marketing and sales and things like that, and you just really know mortgages, then you need to find that blue ocean. And right, right. now the blue ocean is like investment type loans, DSCRs, bank statements, like the nitty gritty stuff that can win these realtors deals where it falls through for somebody else, but you're an expert in it. If you are, and you don't want to learn marketing and video and you want to teach something that's actually going to make them money, we'll teach them loan programs where they can have conversations yep. with investors that buy over and over and over and over and teach them how to become experts at making those connections with those type of people and bringing them back to you because they know you can close it. And now you're right. giving them value by making them money because you're educating them on something that nobody else or very few people in your market are doing. But those loans are a lot harder, so people don't want to do them. Right. Yeah, it's huge, man. So, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day and he's like, oh, I have 12 classes that I do. And it's all about loan programs. He talks about condos. He talks about like all of these different things. So like, you don't have to be a marketer. You don't have to bring leads. You don't have to do those things. But how do you bring value to them that's going to help them grow their business? It's going to teach them. That's going to do but something. But if you can right? do because both, it will grow exponentially faster than if you're just doing loan programs. I can tell you I that. agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm a marketer and I agree. I always talk to people and I, that's one of the first questions I ask them. Like, okay, so what do you do when you talk to real estate agents? Like, what do you tell them? Oh, I tell them this. And it's like, everybody says the same thing. It's like, well, what is it that you do that's unique? Like I was talking to one of our clients and he was like, well, I go to these people because he's a consumer direct guy. He was a consumer direct guy. Right. And so he's kind of transitioned to this side. And I told him, I'm like, dude, stop treating them like they're better than you. Like you are consumer direct. You know how to convert leads. 
guess what? You can literally go to any broker and say, hey, I would love to do a class on how to convert internet leads. We can do a call night. We can call all through your leads. I'll tell you how to handle objections. Like, bro, you know how much value you have to someone who, like most people don't know how to convert leads. You could teach no. even loan officers how to do that, right? Like, and you would, you would be able to, to pull deals. And so thinking about it from that perspective, like what can you do that's better than anybody else? What can you do that's different than anybody else? And stop saying things that are your job description. Again, man, like I think people just haven't sat down and actually understood like, what is my value prop? And that's a problem, right? Right. And because like, you know, I say I'm good at sales. I'm decent at sales. I'm a better marketer than I am a salesman, right? Like if I did my marketing right, my sales process is more of just an order taker and right. connecting and building rapport. And so it, that's what I love about marketing too, is if the marketing machine builds the base for you and builds the reputation and the trust, there's not much sales that happen on the phone calls. It's literally just, you know, talking about buying a house you know, lead comes in or whatever they call you, the phone ring. I just had a guy right now, like people call me all the time. I have no idea who they are. And I just assume that every single person, like here's the advantage too. I assume that every single person that calls me knows exactly who I am because of my videos, whether they do or not. But that mm -hmm. mental edge that I have brings such a level of confidence, not arrogance, but confidence across in my calls. I don't get flustered. I don't care what kind of crazy questions they ask me. I know how to handle it because like you said, it's reps. So someone calls you and it's just, Hey, what's going on? What, how'd you find me? Oh yeah, I watched your video. Oh, great. What are you looking to do? Why are you looking to do that? What's your timeline? Like you make them kind of sell you on what they're trying to do and just say, oh, perfect. Well, let me see how I can plug in and help you, you know, make this process smoother and get the best deal. You know, next step is just to fill out this. I just need to get an application from you. Do you have any other questions before I send that over? And a lot of times they're like, nope. And I like, if you do, please write them down, write them down so you don't forget so I can help you. So always be of service. And like, I haven't taken a paper app in three years. I know cold leads a little different. A lot of people need to take apps over the phone. But for me, I probably have an 80 to 90% pull through rate on giving someone my app link to them filling it out just because the rapport that's already been built on video and then the rapport that's built right. on the phone because I'm having them talk me through what they're looking to do. And if someone trusts you, they're going to go through. Well, and that's huge, man. I will say that like, and I made a post the other day about the online apps being like the worst thing that's happened. And the reason I said that was because I just- Oh yeah, that was you that said that. I, yeah. I read some of that. <laughs> it's funny. And the reason I said that was more so because again, man, I work with a lot of loan officers. They have created bad habits. So they don't have a good conversation and everything's so transactional, right? So they don't have a discovery and they're just like, well, these people are tire kickers if they don't want to fill out my online app. Like you haven't even freaking talked to this person. What do you mean? Like, again, that's the way I see it is like, all right, cool. Like you have to have that conversation and then you can send it. I've seen people send the online app and see great success, but they spent 30 minutes with the person on the phone and then sent the application and then they got it filled out. Right. You know, and that's the I got it down to about it. five to 10 minutes now. I can build a ton of rapport if they've yeah. come through like, and they know who I am. Even sometimes they may not even know who I am. I don't know. I just assume they do, like I said. Right. Hey man, confidence is one of the main things that sells and like sales is just a transference of energy, right? And so like if they come and you- And I don't have expert. it naturally. I do not. Like I, even years of selling at the gym, I've been deathly afraid of the phone. It's only the last few years, just, you know, 12 or 15 years of reps of on the phone. Finally, sure. it's like, for me, it's like no big deal. Like I don't get flustered anymore. Like a guy called me about some obscure, crazy program. And the key is, is don't lie. Yes. Don't lie. Just say, Hey, that's a great question. You know, that's kind of obscure. I'd like to do some more research on that for you to make sure I can find the best program for you. Is this your cell phone? Yeah, it's my cell phone. Oh, okay. You do text to this phone, right? Yeah. I was like, 
can I text you and then you text me back your email so I can get a few more details over email and then we can dial in exactly what I feel is going to be the best. We'll hop back on the phone when I have a little bit more of this information dialed in to give you a better answer. I've mm -hmm. never had one person say, well, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're doing. They're usually like, oh, I appreciate you taking the time to do that for me. So by actually not lying and being 100% honest that you don't know exactly what you're talking about, you built way more rapport and way more trust with that Agreed. person. Agreed. And it took five Agreed, minutes, man. five minute phone call. I agree. We just had a situation where something like that happened and it was like the person had lied and was like just saying things. And I was like, I'm all about like always just telling the truth. Like the more you can say, hey, man, I just don't know. Like, I, let me get that answered for you. Oh, you know what? The, I think the guideline changed on that recently. So let me just double check to make sure I don't tell you the wrong thing. It's really simple. I think a lot of it comes down to like just how you react to the thing and like feeling like getting scared and like they feel that energy mm -hmm. also so if you're just confident about it and just like hey man like you know what i don't know the answer to that let me get you that is better right. than like uh, well uh, uh, uh like then you sound kind of incompetent you know there's exactly. there's, a different, there's, there's delivery makes the difference but well and this guy pushed back a little bit too right because i sure. think this was a cold like google or something like that and sure. so then he was like well i just want to know these numbers and these basic numbers and all this and i was like dude you're throwing some crazy obscure stuff at me like i need more details and mm. by seeing it like all laid out it's going to be easier for me for all this stuff is email me put all this stuff together and i can do that and have a better answer for you that's fair enough right and using fair enough i learned that from alex ramosi Love him. really works because i was just like it's fair enough right and he goes yeah yeah you know what you're right that's fair enough certain phrases work like magic almost yeah, well, and understanding human psychology and all that stuff works a lot. And obviously, as a marketer, well, it's one of the things you have to understand is human psychology to get the reaction that you're looking for. And same thing in sales, right? So sales in marketing is all about human psychology. Let's pivot real quick, though. I know we talked a lot about this, but I want to get into some of that video stuff we talked about. I think one of the biggest things and you probably the thing that you deal with the most is like, where do you get started? Things like that. Like, what would you say is like the biggest hurdle that, you know, your coaching clients, you know, or whatever, like, where do you start? Right here. Cell phone. Everybody's like, what gear do I need? Don't buy any goddamn gear. Don't, you don't need any yet. You haven't even made a video yet. And if you have, right. you probably haven't made more than a few. So start with your cell phone, front facing camera. Well, Ryan, all these video coaches tell me to use the rear facing camera. Do you have someone filming you? No. Well, then how do you know that you're in frame? How do you know that it looks good? Well, I just mm -hmm. film it and then I go and look and I film, I go and look. Well, how many times are you refilming because you misframed? Well, a lot. Dude, don't waste your time. Like you lose what, like a couple pixels of clarity? Like no one's going to be right. able to tell online. Use the front of your camera and just start with your camera. Is it going to be perfect? No, it's going to be good. It's probably going to be really bad, but we all started with really bad. You have to start somewhere. So use your camera. The next thing you can do is step up to adding some audio to it. I just found this. So this is Ulanzi, and I actually have a video coming out here pretty soon. And it plugs right into the bottom of your phone. It clips on. And in most situations, I think I like it better than, this is like 50 bucks. I like it better than my $500 setup. <laughs> like a lapel mic? Yeah. So I have a DJI wireless with a $200 lavalier and it's like top of the line stuff. In most situations, I think I like the sound of this better when it's plugged into the phone just because you have no control over what the phone's going to do. This has noise canceling built in and it's just so easy and so cheap. And so you don't need expensive stuff to get good quality, right? So you mm -hmm. have these two things right here. And then the next thing you need is a selfie stick. This is a $15 selfie stick that turns into a um, tripod. And all of this gear is on my website, the LO code. So the LO code.com. 
and I list all the gear that I like on there. And we're constantly trading out what we used to like, but what we now like, and just finding the most efficient gear because I bought it all. We were talking before the call. I spent probably 50 grand, 30 to 50 grand on video gear, mics, lights, stands, I mean, cameras, lenses, and I still use it. But if I'm outside of my studio, this is what I use 100%. That's it. I don't monkey with big cameras anymore because the key to anything, and especially video, is to reduce the friction. How can you reduce friction and make it easy for you to create? And the more you can reduce that friction and make it easy on yourself, the easier it'll be for you just to pick it up and go. The more complexity that you add to it, there's a less chance that you're going to start it and you're like, I'll do it in five minutes. I'll do it after this call. I'll do it tomorrow. And all of a sudden a month goes by and you're like, now you lost the habit if you even never had one. And then a year goes by and you're like, I wish I would have freaking started that a year ago when Ryan told me to. So you just have to start. Many times, like if I don't have this or I just need to knock something out, I don't even put just nothing. I just use the phone. I don't care. Like the quality is not going to be as good as it. Like people are normally used to it being for me, but something is better than nothing. And it's funny that you mentioned that because like I went through a video course or like a mastermind type thing a couple of years ago. And what the guy actually talked about on this is that like using your phone is actually good. Like using it sometimes because like when you're always in this perfect environment, like Ryan and I have like these nice setups, it's almost like very corporate like and kind of like this very like not cold, but it's just a different approach, right? And so you right. have more of a personal sort of like do the up and down video on Facebook. Like that personalizes who you are and shows a different side of you, right? So like this is very professional and businessy and all that kind of stuff. But if you're talking about a family thing or if you're like, you know, talking about a vacation you're on or something like that, like it's a connection type of a video, you do want to use something like just a phone, right? Because that's actually going right. to relay the subconscious message that, hey, this is just a casual conversation, right? It's just a casual video, if that makes sense. That and I cool. only teach people how to maximize with the phone, how to like use the phone because I would say 90 to 95% of people should not venture outside of that phone. Because right. as soon as they do, they're just going to waste their money. And there's just, the learning curve goes from zero to a hundred. As soon as you go from you know, this guy to like a big old camera, right? It's just the nature of the beast. So keep it simple. And that's why I teach just to use the cell phone for 99% of people, because there's kids out there that are like teens and twenties that are making millions of dollars just from their cell phone. Like it doesn't have to be some expensive camera. Yeah. Well, and these cameras these days, man, like I remember my sister had bought me a digital camera i don't know maybe this was like eight or ten years ago and like two or three years later my cell phone camera was better than this like you know a couple hundred dollar digital camera that she had bought it was just interesting how quickly these phones i mean you know they got portrait mode on these phones obviously it's not quite as good as this but it's still really really solid and it looks really good mm-hmm. and i think that's huge now when it comes to like actual content like what does someone actually talk about? Like, how do you start? What do you do there? Right. I mean, because again, it's like first, like, what do I use? And then the next step is like, what do right. I say? So there's so many conflicting things on this. And I, I'm my business, my business is me. So I mix them together. And so I'm usually about 90% personal, 10% mortgage stuff or 80, 20, sure. sometimes 70, 30, just depends on if there's a lot of mortgage stuff going on. But basically like still putting stuff out there that's fun and interesting and engaging. And that's why I love t-shirts, right? Because I can always be branding. That's why I say always be branding. So even if I'm doing a video that doesn't involve mortgage, they see this, right? Mm -hmm. They see this. And I don't even think it's subconscious now. Like I moved all the way across the country and I was posting some stuff in the local Facebook groups. And 
like there's kind of a big to do about like how fast I blew up in there because of like the fun, engaging stuff I posted. And people are like, oh, you're just using this to get business. I'm like, well, I'm using this to connect with my like, new community. This is all I wear. And so now I am known as the mortgage guy around here. Like we go places and they're like, hey, you're the Facebook mortgage people, right? Yeah, just that's awesome. And I didn't talk about, I only started getting hate in there a little bit when I posted two like mortgage specific videos. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should give them some value. I've learned in Facebook groups, do not do anything business 100% at all. Subliminal branding, if that's like your goal, like this is just all I wear. It's like I live, eat, breathe, sleep this stuff. So that's yep. just what I'm known for. It's plastered everywhere. So I want it to where not a single person doesn't know what I do. Like every single person should know exactly what I do without having to ask. And if they can't, by looking at your picture, looking at your profile, scrolling a couple scrolls on your social medias, you're doing it wrong. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. It's funny that you say that, man. When I first got started, I bought branded shirts and I wore them every single day. My wife used to get so pissed. She finally got over it because I just got used to me wearing those shirts every single day. But it was like, yeah, same thing. It's like, I just was like, you know what? I'm all in. And, and family pictures, we're out on vacation. Like every single thing, like it all has my brand on there, right? It was always branded. And I always talk about this from the concept of like, are you all in on your brand? Like, are you all in on what you do? Like, are you so bought into what you're doing that you're willing to like wear it every single day? I mean, that's the one thing right. that like kind and of- if you're like, not, that's what, then you can't complain about your results. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that- You don't have right? to like, be. You don't have to be bought in like that. But if you're complaining about your results, well, now that's your answer is you got to get bought in 100%. Cool, and if man. you don't so, like what so, you built, it's time to rebuild. That's exactly right, man. You get to do whatever you want with your life, right? Like it's your whatever choice. you want. So let's talk about the scripting, man. Like you said, mostly personal stuff. So do you just kind of, you know, when you're doing videos, are you just hopping on and just creating a quick video about like what you did that day? You just random stuff. Like, how do you think about like the content you put out there? So I went real heavy into shorts and I have a lot of people starting with shorts and I have a love and hate relationship with shorts because it's easy to make. You get your message out there but you don't always get as much of a connection, right? So I think getting things a little bit longer and getting more into that minute range and now these platforms are letting you go even longer. I think getting back to that one to two to three minute is gonna be the sweet spot for a lot of people, right? Even on YouTube, like I know there's people that do 15, 20 minute mortgage videos on YouTube and they can be successful at it. But I mean, you have to be a very special person to do that. Right. I don't care what you say. I don't even know if I could do that well. This is what I do, right? You have to be a very special person and have a lot of dedication. But I think anybody can do a 15 second video, a 30 second, a minute, even up to two to three minutes. And that's a sweet spot for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. in terms of scripting, I usually just pick a hook. You have to start with the hook. It's just like marketing. What's your hook? And right. you have to think clickbait, but deliver on the clickbait. Right. And right. so like some of the hooks I've used is like, Hey, there's a huge problem with VA loans right now. Let me tell you about it. Like some other things I've like, my buddy just lost $150,000 because he didn't buy a home. Let me talk about it. Like you have to have a hook around the premise of what you're talking about and then mm -hmm. deliver on that hook. So that's like your core bullet points of what you're going to talk about that support the hook. And then you always right. need to have a call to action. So it's hook, deliver, call to action, every single video. And your call to action can be a hard call to action, a soft call to action. It can be as simple as, hey, if you'd like more mortgage tips, make sure that you follow. Hey, if you have any questions about buying a home or just want to see how much you qualify for, click the link in my bio. You can see how we can help you out. 
hey, if you have any questions about what I talked about in this video, hey, just message me or comment on this video. I'd love to connect with you. Like those are simple, easy ones. And the more right. that you can make it feel authentic like that because you're talking to somebody else, they're going to perform so much better. And kind of tangent a little bit, like we're going to be testing a little bit more with some longer form content mm -hmm. and see how we can help people do two to three or so minute like uh, videos that they can put on their YouTube, but then repurpose those on their shorts. But it, that's a tough start for a lot of people that have not done video to just go right. into the deep end and doing quick. I like to give people already bolted out shorts under a minute to start with so they can get their, you know, get their feet wet, get more consistent, and then they can build their way up to some longer form content. I love it, man. It's funny because you're right. I mean, it's hard I mean, when you're first getting started and I keep telling some of our people like you need a video and they're like, wow. And I'm like, you want to see one of the first videos I did? And I'll like pull up a video that like when I was still moonlighting as a reverse mortgage loan officer, I was like, hi, my name is Luke. And I like, I could barely even say my own name. Like the confidence was super low. My energy was super low. And it's just like, look, dude, like, I mean, you see my videos everywhere. Like, you know, but I've done thousands of videos at this point. I've been on tons of podcasts. I've, you know, been on Zooms for probably, you know, most of the last four years, right? Uh, it's something that I just do every single day, pretty much. And that's why I've gotten so much better at it. And I still feel like I have like this hesitation to do, you know, standalone video or what should I talk about and things like that. Like, it's not like I just like come up with stuff. Like I still have to think about it and be intentional about it. Right. So I just thought of an idea right now, because this is the way my brain works. Like I just come up with ideas and it just pops. So like, I think I'm going to start connecting my clients that are struggling with other people and have them do this. Like they're in different markets. They're not competing. Why don't you just hop on a zoom or I like Riverside FM because it's higher quality. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. And just rap about something, rap about the market, talk about VA loans, talk about conventional loans, and then just go back and forth. And then you send it into an editor, like we have a full editing staff, and just send it in. And we can pull out the nuggets from that and turn those into videos. And as right. you get better at it, it will turn more into like a show that you can actually like post. And it will be like pretty darn good. But in the beginning, it's just like, it's so much easier to talk to somebody back and forth. I feel yeah. than like you said, you're just staring at a camera and you have no engagement back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, going to use that idea. And I'm going to hook people up and start having them do that. I love it, man. Cause it, you can get in your own head about it. Like you said, I mean, you look at the camera and like, you're sitting here in your office, like all alone, like, all right, I feel like a freaking idiot. And if you have someone like, you know, I used to have someone that was right next door and he just kind of like, he'd send me a video saying like, he could hear me through the walls. So I'm like, sorry, bro. I'm just doing it in the past. That would have like made me like, you know, be a little nervous or whatever, but like, it's just, I've done it so many times. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I don't care. You know, it's not a big mm -hmm. deal. It is huge. I mean, I, I still get self-conscious in public. Like if it's just me, like if I'm with my wife and other people, I can do it. But like, if it's just me standing out with a selfie stick, I feel like just a moron. Oh yeah. And I just oh, like, me too. I'll still do it, but like, I'm a little more flustered when I do it. And there's some days I'm just tongue tied. Like I just can't think. And you know what? That's just being a human. You're never going to be perfect. Right. Right. Being a human is exactly the point. And that's what's going to show you who you are as a human. So yeah, man, just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, man. I know we kind of talked a little bit about this, but let's just say you're getting started again today or like, how would you go out and get business today? Or maybe even what's like the number one tip that you'd give someone to go out there today and grow their business? So number one is just get your brand dialed in. Like, and that's what we teach. We have a mortgage marketing masterclass where we start with branding. Dial in your brand. Who are you? What do you represent? What do you want people to think of when they think of you? 
and get that built. You can build that in a weekend if you really dig in. If you need a logo, there's places you can hire where they'll compete to build you a logo. There's no excuses now. It's easier than ever. Just follow the blueprint of just build your brand. And then once you're done building your brand, and even before that, start making video, get content out there, get your face out there. You're the expert, you know mortgages. You only have to know more than the people that you're helping. You don't need to be the person that knows the most in the entire world. You just need to be able to help people that know less than you, which is 99% of the community that you're trying to serve is they do not understand mortgages or anything about it. So whatever value you can give them, get that out on video. And then the next thing is you need to be getting in front of as many realtors as you can. You need to be building a referral army that you help and then they help you. And you're protecting their commission because you're great at doing loans. And that's the one thing I always tell them, like, you come to me because I'm going to help you whenever you need it with like whatever I helped programs, marketing, all that. But at the end of the day, all that means nothing if your loans don't get closed. Like I am the one that makes sure that your commission gets, you know, to your bank account. Outside of helping the clients, that's my second most important priority is making sure this gets closed so that you get paid. Because if we're not closing transactions and people aren't loving what we're doing for them, they're not going to come back. Yep. And so I think just making sure that you're doing everything you can to make the process easier for your referral partners and making them look like rock stars no matter what and having their clients want to come back and send their referrals to both of you, that's huge. So brand, video, connecting with realtors, those are the three things that I would work on like yesterday if anyone's Love new it. or struggling right now. Yeah. Even if you're not new and maybe even if you're not struggling and you just haven't done video, right? Like you should still do video. Yeah. Like Um, let's say you need to scale or you're doing half the volume or a quarter of the volume because it's not as easy right now. Well, this is a way that you can prevent that from happening and bump that back up to where it needs to be. Yeah. It's funny. That's one of the biggest things we've been talking about is like, man, video branding, retargeting, those types of things, building trust right now is probably the most important thing that you could do because I mean, and we talk about it internally with our team, like our keyword or whatever you want to call it, our word of the month or year or whatever is assurance right now, because like right now what people need is assurance, right? So I think for us to give our clients assurance, also for them to give their clients assurance, like that is the main thing. Like how do you build trust? How do you show people that they're doing the right thing and they're working with the right person? You got to do that by being confident, having good process, all those types of things, but also, you know, building that trust and building a brand is going to be huge. So if people right. want to uh, connect with you, learn a little bit more about your programs, like what's the best place they can connect with you or, you know, find you online. I mean, the easiest place now, cause we have everything dialed in on our website is the locode.com and you can find me on all socials, but I'm pretty happy with the website because there's tons of free stuff on there. There's all our gear on there. We have different coaching like program. We have our mortgage marketing masterclass. We have video editing that we provide And there's also like a little chat widget on there that if you need to like reach me right away, you can just go through there. And then that goes right to our team. And usually it gets back to me so that if someone needs to chat right away, that's like the fastest way to get a hold of me outside of social. So yeah, that's it. Cool, man. Cool, man. And then, uh, you know, for everybody who's listening, I'm going to be checking that out actually, you know, to check out all that gear, right? I'm trying to build out this other room here next to me, but I was going to say like, I think we'll probably be talking a lot more because of what you do with the ads and what I do with the video. It might be a very good synergy and how we can help more people level up when you combine the two. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is I love the concept of video, but getting loan officers to actually do video has probably been one of the hardest things about, you know, the video piece is like, yo, you just got to do it. So this is what I I tell people. I hate being uncomfortable, but I hate being broke more. So 
you know, you but, have to choose. Do you want to make more money? You know, do you want to be less broke than you are today? Even if you're not broke, you can make more if you get uncomfortable. So get uncomfortable doing video and it will multiply whatever you're doing on your advertising and marketing. Yeah, 100%, man. And for me, like my biggest takeaways from this was one, obviously build your brand, be consistent, those things, but take that and do it for a long extended period of time. You're not going to see results overnight. You are going to have to invest six, eight, 12, 18 months into building that brand, doing video consistently. And the other thing was just get started, right? Like just do right. it. You don't have to have fancy cameras. You don't have to have anything crazy. You don't have to have the perfect script. Like if you go back, I'm sure Ryan, your videos sucked at the beginning. I know my videos sucked at the beginning. I mean, again, it's but pretty remember, hard to if watch. If you go back and you look at my mortgage videos, I was doing video for about six or so, eight years before that. So you can't judge off of the beginning of my mortgage videos. But if you go back and look at my beginning, beginning videos, yeah, it was bad. And it's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to cuss. Mm -hmm. I do it all the time. I'll scream at my equipment like why are you freezing on me halfway through i like I, I made a i felt like that was the best video of my life and i go and the audio is corrupted and i just want to throw oh. my camera against the wall and i scream and i cuss and i yell and then you know what i do i go well i ain't gonna shoot itself so you just set it back up and you do it again um i mean i've had some videos that was very aggressive concept that i wanted to hit that i had to nail perfectly where i was riding a wheelie on a mountain bike and I literally did 300 takes over three days and had to reshoot it three different times because I would nail the words, but I would mess up the framing because of whatever. And I probably spent like five hours just reshooting stuff. So it just depends yeah. on how bad you want to get stuff done. I'm not saying people should go to that extreme. I've kind of gotten away from that, but I think I'm going to go back to doing some interesting, crazy, fun, more in-depth edits just because it is my hobby. It is fun. But I will say that those usually return the least amount on the time invested. It's right, the high produced, right. like a lot of energy. They're more for me than they are for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. No, it's just like our I websites. Have... My website needs to animate and needs to have this and it needs to have that. All that's for you. It's not for the client. Yep. Yep. What's funny, you talked about that. Like I've had, I don't know how many times I've recorded a whole VSL, you know, video sales letter or video ad or something like that. And I get to the end and I'm like, oh, I need to listen to that. That was like a perfect take. No audio. Right. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, are you freaking kidding me? Right. Like how good is a video without audio? So yeah, it's definitely happened to me many times. So just do it, get it done. It's not going to be perfect. Just get it done. So thank you everybody done. for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for being here. And if you're interested in learning how to flip the status quo on real estate agents, go to flipthestatusquo.com. Learn more. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.